Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Friday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is J.J. Jackson. On this Friday, December 22nd of 2022, we've got a really fun edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show planned for you as we'll get a chance to go over our birthdays in sports, talk a little bit about our Player of the Week, a nightly TV guide. We get you set for Conference Championship Weekend. Auburn men's basketball is back in action a little bit later today as they take on Colgate from inside Neville Arena. A Super 7 game. Games continue to move forward here on the Plains for the Alabama High School Athletic Association. So a lot of things that we're going to be discussing here on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. I'm J.J. Jackson alongside Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry on this Friday. And again, more reaction for Auburn's new head football coach, Hugh Freeze, who is already traveling throughout the state recruiting. Uh, he's already doing uh, uh, some appearances at Baumhauer's last night, speaking with various high school coaches, and uh, is doing everything he can to kind of turn around this Auburn football program. So a lot to discuss here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. J.J. Brant and Cam here inside the studio. Cam, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, enjoying a great Friday. Got got me a haircut. Gonna uh, go and and uh, work the game, and that should be fun. And uh, yeah, just just uh, ready to you know continue talking about the hiring of Hugh Freeze, and uh, definitely want to hear Brant's words. Um, I haven't haven't heard them at all yet, and I've been dying to. Well, the last time I was on this show was, it was last Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, yeah, so, so a lot I, has happened since then. I have then. very much wanted to hear your words, Brant. Yeah, um, so, you'll hear them. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll <laughs> oh, hear my words. Um, so yeah, <laughs> enjoying, a, enjoying a great Friday and uh, ready to get it going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, like you said, a lot has happened. When I the, the last time I was on the show, I said that, I thought Lane Kiffin was going to be Auburn's next head coach unless Dude. he changed his mind. Well, he changed his mind. I genuinely believe he did. I think yeah. he was coming to Auburn, and then Auburn uh, I think the when, I think when it got reported that he was coming a week early, See, I think that's what it was. too. Yeah, I think and, I think he got pissed off. I don't have anything to prove that. That's just but that's he just pulled me the reading lane the tea Kiffin, leaves. Yeah, well, I, that's just that's me reading the tea leaves. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but that's what I believe. Right. Um, and, that wouldn't and then, surprise me whatsoever. No. Uh, and then Auburn moved very quickly into the hiring of Hugh Freeze and you know i i've got my thoughts and it's a three-hour show i'm sure we'll get two of them at some point but you know like like i said it's been a week and a half since i've been on the show so i'm happy to be here happy to be a part of this and um it's it's shaping jj touched on it a minute ago the super seven happening right now i've been a, able to pay attention to most of those games and 
you know, some some really impressive stuff happening right now. What we had a kid who's in the class of twenty twenty seven, yeah, throw yeah. five touchdowns yeah. for Thompson and, and Trevor you Seaborn. know Thompson is yeah. a or Samson Trent Trent Trent, Trent, Trent Seaborn yeah, Seaborn Seaborn. Where did I get Samson from? <laughs> anyway, uh, Seaborn uh, absolutely putting on a show and. Man, uh, Thompson is absolutely in the middle of a dynasty right now. They're very impressive, and you know it sucks that Auburn High couldn't pull it out. Um, you yeah, know, living in Auburn, guys. I've kind of become a fan of Auburn High. Wanted them to win that, but uh, man, you you can't you can't be you can't help but be in awe of an eighth grader throwing five touchdowns in the biggest stage yeah. in in Alabama high school football. Yeah, and gave his MP, MVP trophy to the senior wide receiver that yep. caught the four touchdowns. Yep. So class act cool. there, yeah, and uh, a lot classy. of people calling in. About his performance on yesterday's show, we encourage you to go check out the profile of Trent Seaborn on AL.com. Uh, family friends with the Tongue of Aloas. They're from Highland Ranch, Colorado, yeah. uh, and moved to Alabaster when he was in third grade and already competing as a big time quarterback here in the state of Alabama. Your phone calls are going to be welcome 334 887 3401 or toll free at 1 888 Tiger 9. Putting together a coaching staff as well. More and more updates starting to come out. And guys, uh, this is the time. This is where a football program has to get recruits signed on board, moving forward, and that sort of thing. And that was kind of the downfall, the pitfall of Brian Harson taking over as head coach. Hugh Freeze did not appear on Tiger Talk last night. Not his turn to appear on Tiger Talk. John Cohen was there. Demetri Buchanan from the women's basketball staff was there. And Bruce Pearl. And yet Hugh, Fre- Hugh Freeze was there. Uh, already doing a little recruiting work. It's insane. He he has definitely hit the ground running. Absolutely. Uh, look, there were several high school coaches that were at Baumhauer's last night, uh, and it, Freeze went around and shook hands and and said hey and showed himself and he did the right things. He did the things that Brian Harson refused to do, uh, which is recruit, which is show your face, which is be this pillar, be, yeah. be the face. You know, not just the coach. But go out and shake hands and kiss babies and do all those things. The the quote unquote family aspect of uh, being a head football coach in the South, uh, and you know he did the right thing uh, in doing that. And I, I I do want to stress to people: yes, it is a good thing that he went. That is bare minimum. That is that is one that is the reason that Brian Arson was so bad is he was not willing to do the bare minimum. It is yeah. good that Hugh Freeze is doing these things. He needs to do these <laughs> things. Let's not act like he's just. A genius for doing well, it. Well, that's why not, we're worthy of talking about it because yeah. the prior coach did yes, not do those it is things. Only worthy of talking about because the prior coach did Agreed. not. And look, I, I, uh, I, I didn't Let make it, it a secret that I didn't want Hugh Freeze Let it out. I was very, and I, I'm not going to go on a rant. I've, I've, I have thought about what I was going to say since I was driving back home, back uh, to Auburn from my home. Uh, in the middle of Georgia on Monday when I learned that Hugh Freeze had been hired. First I've and been, foremost, a good ahead. Thanksgiving weekend? Absolutely. Very had a good. great Thanksgiving weekend. Got to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a while, and that's, all, that's always my uh, yes. my favorite part, is seeing family, seeing friends that uh, I don't get to see every day anymore. That's okay, then nice. you're with your thoughts on the drive back. Then I'm with my thoughts, Proceed. and I didn't want Hugh Freeze. I think that the baggage that is there is dangerous. I think he's a liability more than he is an asset. Um, and I think that if this goes spect- this has potential to go spectacularly wrong, <laughs> regardless of what happens on the football field. When you have to hire a crisis PR firm just to hire somebody, I, I kind of take that as a sign that you shouldn't hire the guy. Yeah. Um, but 
So I, I, there's no point in me ranting about all the reasons I wouldn't hire Hugh Freeze. Those are well documented. If you want to do research on why I don't like Hugh Freeze, it's very easy to find. Um, but since he is now the head coach, what are, what are my thoughts now that he is? Well, he's begging people to give him a chance. He's got his chance. He doesn't need he doesn't need me. He's got his chance. His chance is that he's been hired as Auburn's head football coach. Uh, go out and win. I, I Tom Tom Peavy had a rant, and it's our it's the promo that's playing for Sports Call right now. Don't be dirty, right? Don't be a dirty a hole. Yeah. If agreed. you can come in here and you can win consistently and you can keep your nose clean, which is what I'm more worried about than anything, um, then fine, fine, absolutely fine. I I will buy in. My my probation period that I'm giving him is five years. If he can come in for five years, five years, five years—that's year, how long it took him to get found out at Ole Miss. Was that's five fair. years. That's fair. Uh, and then he embarrassed himself at Liberty in four. So, that's fair. You know, I, I, I think I, can, I, I think if that. in five years, and I'm a patient person, and look, I'm not trying to say that everybody should do the the five year thing. I'm not trying to say that that's set in stone. And if you don't do this, you're not a real fit. Whatever. I'm not trying to start a movement or anything. That's just where my brain is. Right. Um. And if you can come, if you can convince me that you are a good enough football coach to be worthy of this job, and that you are not going to publicly embarrass yourself and, again, and the university, and the university, that's you, you're wearing the logo of now, right? You are you are the face of Auburn football, something that means a whole lot to me. Uh, and if if you're going to be the face of it, you better do right by it. And that, that's what I'm going to say to Hugh Freeze. I. Hugh Freeze does not need my forgiveness. Hugh Freeze has not wronged me. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give him forgiveness because I. I'm not someone who needs to give it to him. Um. But all, all the off-field stuff, it gave me enough pause to say if I was making the decision, I would not have touched him with a ten-foot pole. But nobody asked me. So yeah. And Here now he's are. the head coach. He's been introduced. A cold front is coming through the area, so much so that Brant Daughtry's wearing a hoodie inside the studio. <laughs> I am wearing a Cam's hoodie. Cam's got a jacket. It was cold I, this morning. I, I think it's put together. I, it is cold. And it, 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 it was cold, cold this morning. Here. It's warmed up during the day, though. From a football perspective, I mm, still think he's just like I, I here's my Here's my thing. Everyone talks about how great of a football coach he is. He's had three good yeah. years in eight. Eight? Nine. Yeah, eight or nine, nine, however many it is. He's had three really good years, three years that I would consider good, which is ten or more wins. I think that is something that you need to be a good year. Is is it is uh, double digit wins? I think that's a good year. Nine total years. Four at Liberty, four at Ole Miss, one at Arkansas State. Correct. Uh, your math there for Hugh Freeze. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger nine. We'll take our first time out of today's show. When we come back, we'll go to Montgomery. James is waiting. To say hello to us, James joins Sports Call right after this on Tiger 95.9 FM. Oh. 
all of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call Podcast. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson here inside the studio with Cam Barry and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you're doing well on this Friday. Auburn men's basketball back in action tonight, taking on Colgate. Auburn women's basketball plays tomorrow against UCF. And then we've got Atlanta Falcons football coming up on Sunday here yeah. on Tiger 95.9 FM. Got to bounce back this week. Please don't lose to Pittsburgh. Taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You feel okay? I don't know how I feel anymore. I Do you feel I, okay? I mean, we should beat Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't but, know. Neither team's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and we're the Falcons are not a good up. football team, but they still have a chance to make the wild card round. Exactly. You still have a chance to win the division. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Make the wild card round. Uh, insane. I see. Yeah. Very yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I would. No buys coming no, for the no, NFC South no, winner. No. Yeah. No shot. No, no. No, absolutely. It, you're no. Not it is. Get that luxury. It is tank division, but that's okay. <laughs> tank division. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is okay. <laughs> it's just. It is. What I, it I is. don't know. You. You. I was having this conversation with our intern, Drew, who is no longer our intern. His semester is over. And it's a shame because Drew is really good. Great guy. Yeah. But, He's um, a cool dude. I was having this conversation with Drew, and I was like, "I think the offense is. Uh, I think the offense is in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I like the line a lot. I Agreed. think the receivers are young and very talented. You've also got a, You've got a stable running back room. Cordero Patterson's about to be Probably thirty-two, his, yeah, he's so he's he's got only old, two or three more years. Left, Algier has promise. Yeah, I like Tyler Algier. I think Caleb Huntley. Yeah, I don't agree. know if he's good enough to be a running back too, but you you can find running backs. There are a dime a dozen. You need a quarterback, but everybody needs a quarterback. So <laughs> whatever you can, you you just got to get lucky once with a good quarterback. Um, that defense is so bad. So bad. It's so terrible. So You've got AJ bad. Terrell and uh, Grady Jarrett, <laughs> and that is it. I, I, Every I'll, other player, no other player on that defense deserves to be a starter in the NFL. I like Richie Grant. I like Richie Grant. Richie, Richie, Grant. Richie Grant is fine. Yeah, I mean, of he, of thirty two NFL teams, he is probably sixteenth or seventeenth as a starting safety. He is passable he is serviceable (laughs) serviceable i i don't think that he deserves to be a starter i don't think he's ever going to be a pro bowler i I, but Hmm. of of the 11 players on that defense there's probably two that i really like um i'd like to see more troy anderson i I think troy anderson has potential i think he can get there he's young enough and he's very raw yeah and he's super athletic and he fights hard and i like troy anderson a lot he can he can move sideline to sideline very very well but i i need uh, falcons are going to be out of cap space hell finally this offseason have so So, much money so go go and buy like 12 defensive players That'd help. That would absolutely help. Okay, Falcons football. You can listen to it. Pre-game show starts at 10 a.m. Central 
right here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. And then speaking of early mornings uh, on the weekend, fellas, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. at Central, our fine country competes yes, sir. in the round of 16, the knockout stage in the 2022 World Cup taking on another football. All right. Top 16. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. First caller due up today. James from Montgomery. James is there. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Well, the first thing that I have. Uh, did y'all hear about the news about LeBron James and what he's really saying about uh, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones? Yeah, I did hear about that. Uh, he was just kind of disappointed with the uh, Lakers media for not asking him about how he felt about Jerry Jones in that picture. Um, uh, that was from 1957 in a, a pretty historic picture, and I guess Jerry Jones was apparently in it. Um, and he said he was just disappointed because the Lakers media was asking asking him about all the Kyrie stuff and didn't ask him at all about Jerry Jones, which I felt was kind of misguided when it came to you know those those questions and and why they didn't ask them. Um, but yeah, uh, I see where he was coming from, but uh, I I, uh, I thought it was a slight a slightly misguided. Yeah, because I've actually um, looked at it. I was uh, reading over it and, uh, you know, looking at the uh, comments and seeing what people were commenting on that. And I think for me as a sports fan, uh, for so many years I've been watching sports, I mean, you, you have like a lot of guys – you have like a lot of male and female athletes that would want to uh, shed light on this subject and many other subjects in, in regards into that one as well. Like, for example, like the Brittany Griner uh, case that's still been going on for about uh, two and a half months now. I mean, it's time for her to come home, you know, to the United States. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to see some. It, it's heartbreaking for me as a sports fan to see a a WNBA player on Russian soil over there. I mean, she needs to come home and just, you know, don't do it again. You know, that's what I think as well. Yeah, uh, two different instances, obviously, here, James. And and, uh, the Mm -hmm. LeBron James story is certainly something that that folks are following. Uh, Context is everything, uh, Mm -hmm. being the time frame there in 1957 uh, and and where we were at as a country then, where we have been in our history uh, in regards to treatment of of black men and women. And um, I'm not black. I can't relate to what that life experience is like for so many, but I know that uh, it has impacted a lot. Yes, it really has uh, very impacted a lot of um, people that, you know, from the younger generation that needs to, you know, talk to the older generation that has lived through it and experienced what they went through from that point in time. Slavery. Yeah. Huh? Slavery. Yeah, so they 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 have the the key uh, points that they've been through that would you know that the young generation will under will understand more 
and they would ask them the right questions to get the right answers for those questions as well. Tell me something else on your mind, buddy. Well, I am very happy that I was actually watching the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, so I'm very excited to see uh, a great win out of um, – out of the Buffalo Bills, and um, I was seeing, I was just you know rooting for the New England Patriots to get that last you know last few seconds in to get a win, but I think they might uh, meet up again and uh, try it again uh, next weekend for the Patriots and Bills. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tightly contested division there in the AFC East, and I know the Jets are gaining momentum. Um, but uh, yeah, good job by the Bills to win that game last night, twenty-four to ten, the final score. Yeah, so I think the Bills—they look like Super Bowl contenders. But with the Super Bowl right around the horizon, I'll probably see uh, the Buffalo Bills, and I'll probably say—I'll probably say the Carolina Panthers would would meet up. I, w- I would love to see a Bills and Carolina Panthers. Uh, Super Bowl as well. Wow, that would be outstanding, James. That would be yeah, awesome. I, I'd be a big fan of that. I, I would love to see that because, I mean, I, I haven't seen a Carolina Panthers and Buffalo Bills Super Bowl in in years. Ever. It, yeah, I mean, it could happen. I mean, I'm hoping Good, the Panthers right. got to start winning some games. I think your <laughs> yeah. Cowboys are probably more likely to make it to the Super Bowl than the Panthers. <laughs> Uh, probably, probably it can be if uh, Dak Prescott uh, do something, you know, to turn this team around. And I know we have a couple of games left on our schedule. Uh, we're, you know, getting into the divisional round playoffs. So I'm hoping that uh, Dak Prescott will, uh, you know, give me some fantasy points this weekend and seeing if uh, we can actually, you know, push push the uh the rock over over the edge and actually you know look down on um on Arizona and um maybe roll down that hill and uh, maybe uh play against the uh Pittsburgh Steelers as well once again. It's a really really good division there in the NFC East. Obviously the Eagles are doing great things, Cowboys, Giants and Commanders. All four teams have a shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, so I think with that, I'll have to say for those four teams to actually get a good, uh, clean shot at the target, I'll probably say uh, I would love to see the Cowboys and the Washington Commanders actually meet up in the divisional round and uh, make it into the – you know, to the wild card round division and seeing who's going to win out of that. And I think if the Cowboys win, they'll punch their ticket into the Super Bowl and see who else is going to, you know, add their name into into Super Bowl uh, legendary greatness as well. And then speaking of legendary things, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, Team USA men's soccer in the World Cup taking on Netherlands in the round of 16. Yes, I do. Uh, I am going to be watching that, and I do have the United States actually winning. So I'll have to say the final score will be three to nothing. Or, or let me rephrase that because that's uh, soccer. So it'll be three mil. Uh, that's right. For for, um, for the United States to actually win, and uh, seeing if the United States will meet up again for the World Cup finals against uh, England once again. 
Should be a fun game. Should be a fun match, and we'll see what takes place moving forward uh, for Team USA. Any final thoughts, James? What else is on your mind? Well, I'm actually going to be watching some uh, early college football games uh, tonight. Uh, they have two college football games. I'm watching uh, USC, and um, I'm watching Utah. So I'm actually going to be watching those two teams and seeing who's going to um, play in Atlanta as well. So it's going to be a, a tough, tough road test for USC to actually play in the uh, college football playoff in Atlanta as well. Yeah, they're going to have a uh, Pac-12 championship game tonight, as you said. Number 11 Utah versus number 4 USC, and the game is going to be played in Las Vegas. Yes, as well. And then um, I had uh, a little bit of college basketball to add to that. So um, I have Gonzaga beating Baylor tonight and seeing what Timmy is actually going to do. And I know this is going to be his uh, great show, so I'm going to be watching that one as well. And with Auburn uh, playing against Colgate, I have Auburn winning at home tonight and uh, seeing what the ladies are going to do tomorrow as well. Very good. Very good. A lot of exciting things happening over the weekend, James. We hope that you have a great weekend, all right? All right. Sounds good. And I'll talk to you all guys on Monday with some uh, college football trivia. Awesome. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's James from Montgomery joining us there on the program. Fellas, let's take our next time out. Sports Call continues in a moment. Tweeters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. We're back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson with Kim Barry and Brant Daughtry here inside our studios on South College Street. We hope that you're doing well on a Friday, December 2nd, 2022. December is here, counting down the days know, left bro, in the calendar year crazy. 2022. You're flying by. Flying by. Like, about to be 2023, man. Crazy. It's hard man. to think about. Man. Man, oh man, where time did time go? Moving. Um, all right, we're gonna take your phone calls 334-887-3401 or toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. We'll get back to the phone lines in just a moment, but for now, let's celebrate birthdays. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. All right, birthdays and sports here today on December second of twenty twenty two. We want to wish a happy birthday to Aaron Jones, current running back for the Packers who turns 28 years old, played college football at UTEP, where he holds the school record for rushing yards. Drafted in the fifth round of the 2017 NFL Draft by the Packers, a one-time Pro Bowler, he's been there ever since. Aaron Jones turns 28. 
Happy birthday to Aaron Rodgers. Hey. The Packers quarterback. Forgot they had the same name and the same Same, same name, birthday. same birthday, teammates. Uh, Aaron Rodgers played college football at Cal. Drafted 24th overall in the 2005 NFL Draft by the Packers. And has been with the team his whole career. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl MVP. And a three-time league MVP. Aaron Rodgers. Injured right now, yeah, he's but playing through it. Pretty good. Uh, turning 39 years old. Yeah. And back-to-back MVP, like the two-time, that's pretty crazy. That's what you love to see. Yeah, I love to see that. Uh, hopefully. He's insane. His arm talent is unbelievable. Uh, you know, he's got a really bad thumb injury yeah. right now, and, and now really the oblique is messed up, and the Packers have oh, tough decisions awesome. about whether or not we play Jordan Love. They should. That's just Let a deep A-Rod dive. Get healthy. Uh, let's oh. celebrate Aaron Rodgers' 39th birthday today. He's getting old. Get healthy, A-Rod. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is turning 25 years old. Also injured. An NBA small forward for the Atlanta Hawks. Played two years of college basketball at Virginia. NCAA champion, ACC player of the year, and the number four overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft. But was drafted by the Lakers, yep. then traded to the Pelicans, then traded to the Hawks. Yep. All on draft night. DeAndre Hunter is 25 years old. Yeah. He's a he's a great two-way player. Uh, can lock down your best your team's best player. Um, and uh, he's he's a little banged up right now too actually. So hopefully he can get healthy. Get well soon. Yeah. Get, Happy birthday. Get well soon. Happy birthday DeAndre. Uh, Brandon Knight is turning 31. <laughs> Former NBA point guard. Played one year of college basketball at Kentucky. Uh, number eight overall pick in the 2011 NBA draft by the Pistons. Also played with the Bucks, Suns, Rockets, Cavs, and Mavericks. All rookie first team back in 2012. Played in that rookie showcase game and fell on the floor thanks to Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Knight is 31 years old. Brandon Knight has just so many highlights of him just getting embarrassed pretty bad. Not great. The DeAndre Jordan dunk. That's that's another one, yeah. Oh my God. But uh, as soon as you said Brandon Knight, that's exactly what popped into my mind. So was the dunk? So, yes. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Happy birthday. The the Kyrie crossover is what popped into my mind for him, but that dunk was pretty special oh. too. Um, Peter Moylan is turning forty four. Australia. Former MLB relief pitcher. He is Australian. He began his uh, career with the Twins farm system, but was released in 1998. Moved to his native Australia to pursue work out of baseball. Played in the Chinese League for four games in 2003, and then signed with the Braves. And made his debut with the Braves in 2006. Also played with the Dodgers and Royals, and now he is a fixture on Braves television broadcasts. Peter Moylan, we love him. He's uh, celebrating his 44th birthday today. He has really cool tattoos. Yes, he does. He has sleeves <laughs> on both his arms, and they both look really cool. It's true. He uh, was a, a uh, submarine pitcher, right? Wound up was and he? threw it sidearm. I don't remember that, yeah, but that doesn't mean he was. it's not true. Uh, Gary Sanchez is turning 30 years old. Catcher in Major League Baseball. Played with the Yankees from 2015 until being traded to the Twins in 2022. Two-time All-Star, Silver Slugger Award winner. Gary Sanchez is 30. Every time he would hit a um, home run, you know, the Yankees broadcasters are so great. When when Judge hits home runs, all rise. they say, all rise. When Gary Sanchez hits home runs, 
El Gary is scary, is what they would say for Gary Sanchez. Heck of a player. Comes a point where you're trying too hard. (laughs) Uh, Mark Kotze is turning 47, former MLB outfielder and current Major League Baseball manager for the Athletics. Played college baseball at Cal State Fullerton, the Golden Spikes Award winner in 1995. College World Series Most Outstanding Player in 95 as well. Drafted ninth overall by the Marlins in the 1996 MLB Draft. Made his debut in 97. Also played for the Padres, A's, Braves, White Sox, and Brewers plus Red Sox. Mark Kotze turning 47 years old. Birthdays in sports each and every day brought to you by our friends at Max Credit Union. Allow Max Credit Union to help you with all of your banking needs. They've got two locations to serve you. One in Auburn on Gay Street and one in Opelika on Frederick Road. Birthdays in sports December 2nd, 2022. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hunter, Brandon Knight, Peter Moylan, Gary Sanchez, Mark Kotze, all celebrating their birthday today. Good stuff right there. Happy birthday to those folks as well. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 if you want to call in and be a part of Sports Call. We'll take our final time out of the hour. We're back in 90 seconds. This is Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Welcome back into Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson with Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry here on Sports Call today. Auburn football finished the 2022 season with a 5-7 record. Uh, fired head football coach Brian Harson. Carnell Cadillac Williams was the interim head coach. And on Tuesday, officially introduced Hugh Freeze as the 31st head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. The transfer portal officially opens up on Monday, December 5th, 2022. It is going to be insane. You already have players. We're already hearing so many players. To teams like uh, uh, Michigan backup quarterback, he was the starter. Cade McNamara is going to Iowa. Um, Guys on the move. Yeah. And like, Monday's going to be a massive day. Moves. Haynes King just entered Haynes the portal. Haynes King just entered the portal. So it, it's uh, – There's it's some quarterbacks gonna, out there for sure. There are quarterbacks. Crazy. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 To the phone lines we go. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve is there. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon, everybody. It's, Good afternoon. Uh, UJJ. It's uh, Brent and Cam, right? That's right. Correct. Okay, the usual suspects in. All right, guys, uh, is it Cam that you were saying you had some reservations about uh, Freeze being hired? Uh, that was Brant. Um, but, I mean, Brant. Brant and I both said said that we had – I said it on Monday. Um, okay. And, and Brant, Brant has said it today. All right. Well, I'm not going to rehash all this stuff. However, uh, the hits just keep coming, guys, and I, I knew this was going to happen. 
what I mean is uh, some friends of mine, uh, I'm not sure they rain friends, uh, Alabama people, have been sending me all kind of crap, uh, either uh, some posts on TikTok. One of them is a, uh, uh, a young lady who calls herself an Auburn uh, fan. I don't know if you've seen it. And she pretends to be interviewing uh, or looking at the prospect resume of Hugh Freeze as, being, as, as if she's Cohen. Uh, and it's it's funny if you're now a Bama fan or some other fan, but it's not funny if you're an Auburn fan. I'll leave it at that. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's on TikTok. Uh, then I get these other kind of posts. One of them, uh, you know, if you're again, if you're not an Auburn fan, yeah, it's kind of funny. In which uh, the person sends it to me says the following: Breaking news: Coach Freeze will no longer be needing any security by Alabama State troopers because. He will be relying on his ESCO services who are on call. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, I, all, all of that is all of that is to be expected. Yeah. All of that is to be expected. I mean, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. Just, uh, it's, I mean, I mean, Auburn's catching Auburn a lot has, of crap from national media. Auburn from, knew this was going to yeah. happen. This is something that they prepared for, I hope. Um, it's... I, you're gonna get stra- you're gonna get you're gonna catch strays from yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's, and you're doing it for the sake of potentially winning football games, and I really hope it works. Yeah, I, I really do too. But it's still to me, it's it's just un- un- unsavory, uh, and Very. I don't know why. Incredibly. we have to, to 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 contend with this. But anyway, see, unsavory. Uh, then the real immaturity comes out with somebody who uh, at his age shouldn't be as immature. I'm talking about the uh, Twitter war. Um, between Blaine Kiffin and uh, Coach Freeze. Have you seen uh, the tweets that have been coming out between them? Have not. Oh, well. Um, you, you, uh, Lane Kiffin started. He was taking a stab, a uh, jab, I guess, at uh, Lane Kiffin being hired. Uh, and then Lane Kiffin, uh, I mean, and then Freeze uh, responded back. And, uh, gee, you know, when you're their age, what are you doing this kind of stuff for? Ah, um, who knows? I mean, I I don't know. I haven't seen it. If people want to get in wars on Twitter, that's on them. Yeah, they can if they want to. I don't care. Okay, all right. So moving on, this was kind of a this from last night tire talk, which I didn't listen to, but I'm reading from Philip Marshall's comments, and I, I'm just struck by this. Cohen said the following: When you make a decision of this magnitude, talking about hiring free, he says you've got to go quote deep, deep, deep. You have to find out everything. Well, he talked about Briar Crest. You know, guys, I don't know uh, if any of this stuff was founded, but there are several allegations while he was uh, at Briar Crest. I'm very uh, familiar. And one of them was where he had a young lady uh, take off her top to see if she had any um, tattoos that he was looking for. But it was done not even in the presence of a female um, staff person. He was by himself with her. Another alleged part is when... He supposedly uh, allegedly paddled a uh, young lady, uh, and there was no female present. Uh, yeah, uh, and I, 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 I promise you, remarkable. Steve, Auburn is very aware of all of those allegations and decided to hire the man anyway. Wow. Well, when you go deep, 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 wow, uh, I guess that didn't seem to alarm anybody. It, it alarms yeah. me. It yeah. alarms me greatly, but nobody asked my opinion when they hired him. Yeah, okay. So, moving on, guys. Uh, I see where there's another kind of a maybe a hit piece. I can't get behind the, the firewall, but it's written by Skarbinski today. Have you 
I don't know if you describe it or not, but it says, Who are you, Hugh Freeze? Gus Malzahn 2.0 or the real Saban Slayer? So I can't get past uh, the firewall except for the first few sentences. He says, If uh, Freeze stays uh, past uh, Saban's retirement, then we know he is not a Gus 2.0 or a Harson. But that's as far as I could get. So I don't know if you guys have. Uh, seen that uh, article, that column yet or not? Uh, no, but um, Skarbinski's not a not a fan of the hire, um, and he was very critical of the hire, um, and he predicted that in the next three years, Auburn will be looking for a new head coach and a new AD, um, you know, just based off how this is going to go, and, and that's his opinion. Okay, well, let's talk about something more exciting. Tonight, uh, we have several games on. We have a volleyball team that's playing uh, Creighton. Uh, that's it. Is it seven? Correct. On ESPN okay. Plus. On ESPN Plus, okay. And then the men's basketball game is on the SEC Network. On the SEC Network Plus and also ESPN Plus. Nothing on, on, okay. on basic cable. Everything will be streaming for Auburn Athletics today. Okay, so both are on ESPN Plus at the same time then? The volleyball yes. And the, okay, all right. Well, I, I get those. All right. Uh, Colgate, guys. And they will patch uh, oh. the uh, radio broadcast into the SEC Network Plus tonight. No TV announcers, so if you pull up the stream, you'll be listening to Andy Bertram and Sonny Smith when you're watching Auburn basketball. Okay, good to know. Thanks for educating yeah. me about that. So, Colgate, guys, I saw that apparently they are rather prolific, if I could use that word, on three-point Great uh, three-point shooting. shooting team. Yep. So uh, One of the best. Uh, uh, I mean, what, what level, what category do you uh, you know, when we played them, I don't know category one, are they? Level one? You're talking about quad ones and like uh, yeah, quad one on your down. NCAA tournament quad one, resume? Quad three? Correct. They will not be a quad one. I, I would I would guess they'd be quad three, yes. So they shouldn't present that much of a struggle to us, should they? If Auburn's not making their shots, I mean, look, Auburn has uh, has really, really struggled shooting the basketball this season. Forty-one percent from the floor is not great uh, for for a team seven games into the year that's deemed a top twenty-five team in the country. But they've gotten it done with their defensive effort. So, if for some reason Auburn's defense doesn't do a good job containing that three-point line, and they are having a night where they're struggling shooting the basketball, then Auburn could be in danger. I think they should be okay. I think Auburn wins this basketball game. I agree. Uh, but uh, the, that Colgate can really, really shoot. I haven't seen the line yet. Have you guys seen the line for the basketball game? The, the one that I've seen was uh, Auburn by 13. By 13, okay. Mm. Now, speaking sticking real quickly with basketball, guys, I see uh, – that a former Auburn basketball player who's really, really good um, apparently passed away, I, I guess, today. Uh, he played with Sonny Smith. His name was Jeff Moore. Is that right? I yes. did see that. Yeah, yes. he, uh, he passed away earlier today. Yeah, he was really uh, – I've never seen him. And he, he was excellent at blocking shots and rebounding, too. So uh, I saw that as Born well. Born in 1966 guys, and gone uh, too soon. The, yeah. uh, yep. uh, the playoffs. We don't want USC to lose, and we don't want TCU to lose because – you know what could happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. What could happen? There's a team in Tuscaloosa looming that uh, people would be worried would get an invite to compete in the college football playoff. And is there any remote possibility that they could sneak in? Well, I think uh, very clearly there is. Yeah, there I is. mean, it would take, what, they're number five right now? and Number six. Ohio number six. six. One spot ahead of them. Yeah, so I think it's very possible. Undefeated. 
So if TCU even loses, they still only have one. one they are the number guy. four team. If they lose, they could very easily drop past six. Even with one loss, they drop them? Yes. Yeah. If you lose this game. Because Ohio this game. State's TCU's really impressive, and, and we'll see if Ohio State gets that nod, but Alabama is also looming. I think Ohio well, State would go see. before. How, how do they move Ohio State uh, up to, you know, to TCU's place when they didn't even have to play in a championship playoff? So it's like... Uh, TCU's getting punished for playing a 13th game. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's all speculatory, obviously. You don't, you never. Ohio State's good. Yeah, uh, Michigan, State. Michigan TCU, TCU has won, TCU has won 12 yeah, games. They have to win a 13th. They can, they can do that. If they can't do it, yeah. then whatever. Except what, what bothers me about both teams, USC and TCU, they have like atrocious defenses. Agreed. 90 seconds left in the hour, Steve. Okay, the clock is ticking. Right. With that, with that being said, guys, I thank you for your time. I know my time is way up, according to Mr. J.J. Jackson. So <laughs> the rent is due. Bills right, need guys, to be paid. A, That's right. Have a relaxing uh, afternoon and uh, evening. Uh, y'all, y'all go to the game? The uh, game? I will be at the game. Okay, well, enjoy yourself then. Yes, sir. And, uh, have a great have weekend. Have a great weekend. Talk to you all, buddy, guys. And. War Eagle, no matter who's our coach. That's right. War Eagle. There's Steve joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 10 conference championship games set to be played this weekend. Woo. Two this evening and then eight tomorrow. A lot of football. Uh, so much football. Uh, you know, it's obviously not a normal regular season Saturday, but meaningful football, again, with 10 Conference championship games set to be played. Amazing things uh, this weekend. We'll see USC and Utah tonight. North Texas and UTSA this evening as well. And then tomorrow of note of the eight games, you've got four more Power 5 title games. You've got the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10 all compete for a conference championship tomorrow. And then guys, on Sunday... We will see the college football playoff rankings. We will know, gentlemen, on Sunday who's competing for a national title. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. I I still think if TCU loses, they have a chance to stay in there. Obviously, I think a lot has to. Uh, I think USC loses, and then they're definitely out. But I think TCU, even if they lose, I think they have a chance to stay. Just all up to undefeated. a committee. It is all up to the committee. We'll see what happens. All right, we've reached the end of our number one of the program. When we come back, more of your phone calls. 334-887-3401. This is Sports Call alongside Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. I'm JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. 
It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me today, Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry. Auburn football has Hugh Freeze as their new coach, and we've been talking about it all week long. The recruiting dead period is over. Already making visits with coaching staffs out on the road. Uh, we talked about the defensive line coach for the Auburn Tigers and uh, Jeremy Garrett, who is already out recruiting, despite the fact Auburn hasn't exactly issued a press release yet, welcoming him to take over the new job. You know, that will be coming in the near future. That's for sure. We want to take your phone calls to talk about everything going on in the life of Auburn athletics in the world of sports, and we're doing that on our Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401. Again, J.J. Jackson with Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry. We go to the phone lines. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called in the sports call. Hey, Matt. Go, Jordan What's up, guys? Hey. You want Georgia to win the SEC championship? Yeah, I got, I got Georgia winning. 52, okay. 52-37. All right. Yeah, that would be uh, quite a high-scoring game. high-scoring game. And the, I'm sure Bulldogs fans are going to be barking. Hi, Cam. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Fine. Hey, where's Tom? Tom he's off today. Yeah, he he's off he, today. He only does he Mondays fired. and Wednesdays. He has two hundred and fifty dollars. I'll I'll take the uh, I'll take the fine for him. He's okay. What uh, what questions do you have? Hey, uh, so um, a question, uh, like first question: What do you guys think about Devon uh, Harper uh, leaving the team? I heard he left the team because he wasn't playing much. And where, where did he go? Okay, what was that name again? Yeah, well, Jared Hopper's brother. Oh. oh. Jalen? I didn't hear yeah, that he had left the team. Um, Jalen left the team. I don't, it's just a preferred walk-on yeah, spot yeah. at Auburn in I, the first place. But, again, I had not heard that. Yeah, I, I don't think he expected to play very much when he did uh, take that preferred walk-on spot. So uh, it, it would shock me if he, he left the team. He is still and, listed on the roster. Yeah, it okay. would shock me if he left the team, and the reason being that he didn't play very much. So do you guys probably – another question is uh, – do you guys probably see in the future maybe Cadillac could be the head coach at Auburn? I think it's definitely possible. I don't think he was ready for um, for this go around. I, I don't. I, I understand he interviewed. I understand he I wanted the job. It. I I didn't want. Uh, I didn't want him to get the job. I don't think he is ready personally. I think he's a, a great story, um, but I, I think he needs to get a little more experience under his belt. I could see in. 10, maybe 15 years, he gets some more experience and maybe he gets a, a coordinator spot and, and maybe uh, goes to a lower level and tries to be a head coach there. Uh, if he gets enough experience, I could see him being the head coach in the future. I got Michigan winning this week, too. Uh, I got Michigan. Who, who's Michigan playing? They're playing uh, it's Purdue, right, in the Big Ten yes. Championship? I got Michigan winning 34-28. Yeah, I got Michigan winning, too, and I got him yeah. winning by a bigger score than that, I think. And who, and who else is playing it? 
Uh, well, it's conference championship weekend. What are all the conference championships? There's a ton of them. I, who is Clemson and North Carolina in right. the ACC? And no, then no, you've no, got Carolina. Who? Uh, Clemson. Uh, I got Clemson winning uh, sixty-three to twelve. All right. All right. And you then you've got USC and Utah for the Pac-12 championship. Uh, UCLA and who, Utah? USC and Utah. I got them. The one of you just mentioned, I got them winning um, 27-24. Southern Cal or Utah? Uh, Southern Cal. All right. And then uh, for the Big 12 championship, it's going to be TCU and Kansas State. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, TCU is undefeated on the year. TCU is on the season? Yes, they are. and they already beat Kansas State once. Um, I'll, oh, man, you got me on the bubble on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. How, I think it's the toughest one of the weekend for I, sure. I agree. Well, what's the line on, on TCU? TCU minus one and a half. Okay, I got Kansas State winning um, 49 to 23. Ooh, it's a high school game. Big dominant game. All yeah. right, good stuff. Any uh, final questions? Another, another question is, what bowl, like, uh, is there still a chance that Auburn can go to a bowl game? Zero no. chance. Auburn cannot go to a bowl game. Okay. Um. So is, is we got to wait for the 2023 football season now. Okay, is, is Dak Etheridge still on the coaching staff, or do he get He released? is. He is still on the coaching staff. And, and is he the defense line coach or the quarterback coach or what? He was a secondary coach yeah, for the be Tigers. Defensive so. backs coach. Okay. Well, hey, uh, so so uh, Brent, you're going to the game tonight. I am not. Cam is. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Cam, make sure you look up for me in two two sixteen. All right, I got you. And like, and make sure you take a picture so you can send to JJ. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, listen, guys. Do you guys have? Hey, hey Cam, did you? Do you and Brent have a nice Thanksgiving? You guys eat a lot of turkey. Yeah, I did. Absolutely, I, I, I love turkey. I, I ate a lot. I'm not a big turkey I, I, guy. I'm I, I, more I, I, of a I, ham guy. I like ham too. Brent and Cam, I told JJ my brother had a birthday. He's 43 now. Really? Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to your brother. Yeah. Yeah, we went to Georgia. We went bowling. Nice. I mean, my my nephew was, and I I went back to him and said that go. You can't see me. <laughs> but hey, listen, you guys. I'll, I'll call. I'll, hey, Brent and Cam, I know you guys missed me. I told JJ I finally got my phone back. Nice. That's good. That's I, good. I, I learned my lesson not to call anybody I should not call. There you go. Yeah. And so, so hey, listen, I'm not going to do the tier in case you guys want me to, but listen, I hope you got, uh, JJ, I hope I see you at, at the game sometime, the basketball game. But hey, I want to give my, a shout to. War down, Steve. War down, Steve. War Eagle, man. I miss talking to you. I hope I can talk to you tonight on the phone. And James, War Eagle, and uh, and says, so you guys ready to count now real quick? Five, four, four three, three, two, one. War Eagle. Hey. Beat down to 63, 13. Booyah. Booyah. You're coming to our field next year. We're going to slaughter you. There you go. Have hey, a great hey, weekend. Hey, hey, Brent and Cam. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. I hope it's New Year. Come this year. Worry, guys. Thanks, Merry Christmas, buddy. That's Matt Fertalisi joining us there on the program. Let's take a commercial break. Our show continues here in just a moment on Tiger 95.9 FM. 
JJ Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. We're back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm J.J. Jackson with Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. We want to hear from you, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 to call in to be a part of the program. Let's talk about this coaching staff, fellas, that Auburn is trying to put together uh, under head coach Hugh Freeze. You got 10 spots, 10 coaches need to be put on a staff. Uh, Cam, from this previous staff, we know yeah. that it's uh, – Zach Etheridge, Christian Robinson, Cadillac Williams that are all a part of the new bunch. Right, and uh, this new defensive line coach that is apparently um, being added to the fold. I, his name slips my mind. Um, but apparently... Garrett, isn't yeah, that his last name? I, I think so. Garrett is, is, I think is his last name. Yeah, fo- followed him over from Liberty, which is not yeah, uncommon. And, and apparently a couple of other guys from Liberty are right. also going to be following... Uh, I, I believe I saw most, of the, coach. Uh, most of the analyst staff is expected to be Liberty guys as yeah. well. So that'll be interesting. Um, again, you know, my, my only thing was uh, I, I wish we would have kept uh, Ike Hilliard. I felt like the wide receivers right. improved pretty well over the uh, over the course of the season, and uh, I I felt like he was a very very a very good asset to have. I thought that was when when Harson hired him. I thought that was a very good addition to the staff, um, and so that's that's one. And I mean, as soon as we lost him, we had a four star decommit. Um, and he said Auburn's still, you know, in his top. He still right. wants to come to Auburn, but you know, losing a, a commitment from a four-star wide receiver, um, you know, uh, that's that's not something that you want. Yeah, it you know it hurts. Um, I'm not going to. But just, it comes with the coaching change. Yeah, so, as but yeah. go. I've I've said the same thing about Harson. I'm going to say the same thing about Hugh Freeze. He needs to be able to bring in whatever staff he wants, uh, whoever his guys are. Uh, I think you, it's the smartest possible move that you could ever have to retain Cadillac Williams. Right. I think not I not keeping him would have been a PR disaster, and you need as few of those as possible yeah. right now. And that's um, what I, and that's what I'd said. You know, Jeremy as, Garrett when, is the Jeremy defensive Garrett. line coach's name. Um, I, that's what I'd said when uh, when the job was still open. You know, I said whoever comes in, I think the first move should be to hire Cadillac. Should be to retain Cadillac and make sure that it is known it is that, that is, is important and by and far he, the easiest move the if someone easiest, if someone wanted to go in a different direction move. he needs to be able to do it and i can understand there are certainly reasons as to why you would not but the fact that he did keep carnell it it's smart it makes a lot of sense it's a smart move it's a good common sense move it's a good it's a good move amongst those in auburn that are that were you know skeptical, skeptical. um I think that's a good move to kind of win people over as well. Um, a good start. It's a good start. And um, it was the yeah. obvious move. Yeah, it was the obvious and the common sense move, I felt like. Um, and to make him associate head coach, that's also a good move because he, I feel as though he earned that position. I think everybody can agree that he earned that. Um, and moving forward, giving him opportunities is is going to be good. Along with the rest of the staff, I mean, you know, we talked about defensive coordinators a little bit on, um, I think, on Monday. We said um, Will Muschamp, um, 
I, th- I think another name was mentioned. I can't remember it. Um, it's the the defensive um, coordinator names, and I, I I on three has a a hot board going right now yeah. for the additional offensive staff. Um, Will Muschamp is uh, actually not on here. They have removed oh. uh, Will Muschamp from this list, which is surprising to me because Will Very Muschamp surprising. was the name that was everyone was talking about him and Charles Kelly. Uh, Charles yeah. Kelly is still on this list. He's the secondary coach at Alabama. Has been there for a while. Former Auburn player. Um, and you know, I, I like. I, I think the more Auburn players you have on staff, the better they can sell Auburn yeah, a little bit for better sure, for sure. than guys who there. aren't there. Yeah. yeah. Um, offensive coordinator Hugh Freeze said in his introductory press conference that he Won't might be, give up play yeah. calling duties. I don't buy that. No, I, I don't either. I don't think he should. I yeah. think he's made his name in play calling and yeah. designing that offense and running it, uh, and he knows his offense better than anybody else. If Agreed. he give, if he does give up play calling duties, I would be surprised. Right, um, and I, I don't want him to. I, I think that he should be calling plays, but uh, the names that they have listed here are Kendall Bryles, Phil Longo, and Did Kent see. Austin. Kent Austin, I believe, was his OC at um, at Liberty. At Liberty. So that okay. would that would make sense, I believe. Also, quarterbacks coach, maybe. Um, yeah, he he was the yeah according to this. So that that would that would make sense. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people kind of get up in arms over the the people who think like I do, and that Hugh Freeze is maybe not the best hire, um, but that are kind of getting on to him for bringing over guys from Liberty. That doesn't bother me. No, because you're you're going to do that. Yeah. These, uh, some of these guys have been, have followed Hugh freeze from Ole Miss. Right. They've been around him this entire time. The the entire time they've been offensive coach. Somebody mentioned um, Matt Luke. I would love Matt Luke as the offensive line coach. I think that would be your home run hire. Yeah, for sure. And and that's the, the position of absolute that, that everybody yeah, you've, knows you've got to get improve you've got to get guys of line well you know i think you're set at, i think you're set at guard i think your guards are pretty good um center uh, there's question marks tackle right. you're you're losing a lot of guys i'm high on colby smith i think that guy's going to be pretty good yeah. but uh and i've been high on him since he was a high schooler but he didn't play this year i i thought that he would when he came in and when killian zero came in i thought he was going to get the nod over zero right zero ended up being the starter at the uh, at tackle this year but he's gone so i think colby smith can be a pretty good offensive tackle but we haven't seen him the fact is right. you've got two guys that you feel pretty good about at guard at the guard spots jeremiah wright um who is still not great in pass blocking. That's why he didn't start the year. Yep. Fantastic run blocker. He's okay. got what you call in the industry piss and vinegar in his bloodstream, <laughs> which just means he's a nasty guy. Right. And I love that. I need that. You need that, that in offensive your offensive lineman. lineman. For sure. Um, and I think Matt Luke can bring that out of his guys. He's got a little bit in it uh, in him. A little bit of it in him himself. Agreed. There you go. Uh, that was, Words are hard. That was nasty. Um I, I like Matt Luke as offensive line coach. If you do though, go if you do go that way. Uh, so I, I actually looking at this, Zach Etheridge has not definitely been retained. He just right. has not been let go yet. Right. So whichever direction they decide to go there is one thing. But another T. name that well, T. Reed could definitely do it. I don't know if he's ready for it, but I, I you know I don't I don't know Trevon Reed. That's the thing. I keep saying this. Trevon Reed left the week before I got here, so <laughs> he and I have still never crossed paths. But uh, other names that are being thrown out are Wes McGriff and Traveris Robinson. Uh, yeah, and I think T-Rob. getting getting either yeah. of those guys back in Auburn would be good. I was yeah. a big fan of both Crime Dog and T-Rob. Um, wide receivers coaches Grant Hurd, Jacob Peeler, and Maurice Harris. Names that I'm not familiar yeah, I'm with. I'm not familiar with those names um, either. Who's he listing at D.C.? Oh, so your, your candidates at D.C. Accord, again, this is all from On3, Auburn right. Live. Um, Barry Odom, which is a name I know. Chris Kiffin. 
Charles Kelly, uh, who was who's been connected to to uh, the head coaching search for a little while. Right. Travis Williams get T Will back in here. He was fantastic. Would be good. Uh, T Rob and Joe Witt Jr. Uh, all all big time names. I'd take any of those guys as a DC for sure. Right. Yeah, we talked about Barry Odom a little bit, and we looked up some of the numbers for his defense at uh, I think it was Arkansas, if I'm correct. Yes. And we were. Yeah, not Little, not great. Not 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 as impressed as you'd <laughs> not, like to be. <laughs> yeah, not as impressed as you'd like to be. I tell you, man, I I hate going with young guys and feel good stories because it's just not very practical. Right. It doesn't always work out. I think T. Will could come in and do this. No, I, agree. I think he could come he's be up the for DC an award Auburn. this year. Yeah, he's he's up for the Bryles Award as the top assistant coach in all of college football. Yeah. I, he was a fantastic linebackers coach. Followed Gusta UCF, and he's done a really good job with that defense. And I think Agreed. he could come back to Auburn. And he was a fantastic recruiter. Give him more resources. Let him recruit positions other than linebacker and let him develop because he, he's proven he could do it. I would take we, T. Will as a defensive coordinator in an instant. And it's also, looking at this pragmatically, it's another fantastic PR move because nobody's yes. better. Nobody, you, you get Cadillac Williams and T. Will back on this staff. Right. I, I, you know, there's there's not a lot better in terms of make of feel good stories with those two for guys. Sure. Okay, we got to get our, na- our our number to ten in terms of uh, building up the coaching staff. You mentioned wide receivers a little bit ago when we talked a good bit about Grant Hurd yesterday. Currently at UCF with Gus Malzahn, okay. played college football at Ole Miss, and was their all time leading receiver once he graduated in two thousand, and oh, then right coached then. with Hugh Freeze. At Ole Miss, every single year he was there from 2012 until 2016. So you think of those Ole Miss wide receivers, LaCron Treadwell, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown. Those guys uh, were Grant Hurd products. He is known as one of the best recruiting wide receiver coaches in the country and uh, I think that would really, really excite some people if yeah. they can make that official. I take that. Yeah, I take I, that for I sure. I would definitely take that. We like win. recruiting. We I do. like I like good players playing for my team. Yeah. Agreed. Saw a uh, wide receiver decommit yesterday. Yeah. For the Auburn Tigers. I was talking about that. The four star. And 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 so we'll see. Uh, also, Carmelo English had decommitted much earlier. Right. During this football season, but in terms of wide receiver recruiting, that room had a couple of names in the mix. Now there aren't as many. And that's what you're trying to shore up ahead of signing day is, uh, look, you, if you want the quarterbacks to develop, it certainly helps when they have people to throw the football to yeah. that catch it. Something else uh, of note, Xavion Capers, he entered the transfer portal yeah, in the middle came, of this season. Yep. He has removed his name along with Landon King. So both of those guys planning on coming back. And Hugh Freeze likes his bigger wide receivers. You know, the that string that he had, that string of receivers that he had at Ole Miss became famous for being these big physical athletic yeah. guys. Uh, and, you know, if that's uh, – Xavion Capers fits that mold even if we have not seen that level of production from him yet. Uh, Tavares Chick Dawson, also Auburn undercover reporting last night, met with Coach Hugh Freeze, had a very productive meeting. Uh, again, hasn't publicly said, I'm going to leave the transfer portal. But Auburn does feel like he could possibly be coming back as well. So, yeah, you go Capers, it's good King, to hear, Dawson, yeah. all coming back, and then your wide receiver room has more bodies in. Yeah, it's a lot more and, full than I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, the players are, are excited about Hugh Freeze. They're, they're all are. Robbie uh, Robbie Ashford said that he was very excited about Hugh Freeze just because of the overall development um, that he did with Malik Willis at Liberty and his ability to overall develop quarterbacks and, I mean, help with their passing game. And everybody obviously knows that that was Robbie's downfall this year, um, that he just struggled to throw the ball. 
Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see. It'll be definitely something interesting to follow, whether he goes and gets another quarterback or sticks with Robbie and, and how, how that um, position starts to transpire. Let's keep talking wide receivers because that room is so intriguing. Right. And, and I want to see Robbie Ashford take that next step. Or, or, you know, Calzada seems like he could be coming back to compete for the yeah, job. Cal- Calzada we, has said he plans on coming a back. a million yes. different quarterbacks now in the transfer portal. So they got to throw the football. Uh, you, and, you and, have to th- you have to be and, able to throw the football uh, when you want to throw the football. Uh, Javarius Johnson, productive this year for Auburn. Very uh, good. Great iron ball catch. Some terrific highlight plays from Candom Brown throughout the season. Yes. Uh, really impressed with that true freshman. What was He's your a, take on the wide receiver room this year with Camden Brown being included? Yeah, I, I think that you were limited by the fact that you did not have a great passing game. TJ Finley... Never really had it. He got better. I, I've maintained this entire time. TJ Finley is better now than he was two years ago. But you, yeah. you didn't have a you didn't have an offensive line that could protect him, uh, and you know he couldn't do it all himself. And the wide receivers, you know, they didn't create enough separation for much of the season. Uh, it, the the passing game got better when Robbie Ashford came in because you had more of a running threat. So teams Opened were up. teams were more focused on stopping the run, and I mean that's. It, but in, game. you know, if Robbie was a let, right. call a spade a spade, I hate to pick pick on a kid. If Robbie was a better passer, Auburn probably wins more games. Oh yeah, but then you know, it came out that he was hurt uh, at some point during the Missouri game and was ter- was playing with messed up ligaments and ter- torn whatevers, and you know, the kid playing through that much pain. Robbie Robbie Ashford, I don't know if he's ever going to be a great quarterback, but he's earned my respect. And he has earned the, in my opinion, the opportunity to prove that he can play quarterback at this level. That touchdown throw he had in the Iron Bowl was pretty spectacular. That's, yeah. That was that not was an dot. easy throw. That was a dot. Uh, to, to the back so, corner of the so end the zone. So the potential's there. Yeah, he's, he's got potential. <laughs> there. He's got to skip. He's got to stop throwing the short passes like he's skipping stones yeah. at a lake. Oh, my gosh. He, he's, he throws darts into the ground so frequently, but if yeah. he can get over that, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's a fantastic athlete, and you know if he can't become if he can't play quarterback, I want him as a wide receiver. He's a warrior. I want that kid on my football team. He's a he's a dead gum winner, but uh, I, I don't know if he's ever going to be a great quarterback. But maybe Hugh Freeze can do something with him. I'm not as impressed with Hugh Freeze's track record with quarterbacks as other people are. Right. Uh, Malik Willis got better underneath him. Who's his second best? Is it Shea Patterson, Bo Wallace? Chad Kelly Chad was Kelly. Chad, Kelly. Chad, Chad Kelly. Kelly was okay. <laughs> Chad Kelly was perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I understand we're talking about the recruiting staff or uh, the coaching staff here, but we, we, I'm in such, I'm in such wait and see mode. I don't know. Feel that. I don't think it's going to work out. But Gonna be waiting a while. Yeah, I've been, I've been wrong before. I could be wrong again. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that. He has put all his crap behind him, and he's going to go out there and win football games. I really do. I was just more so saying also that, you know, like we've said a couple of times, it's December. Yes. And we've got we a have long to wait time all the way around, you know. and, and Long and time. Talked oh, about man, that Auburn a, it's gonna be a long is officially season. not going to be in a bowl game this year. So right. we've got to wait a while for another Auburn football game. That's why, look, when they come around – your team's not that good. Cherish them. Cherish the twelve games because uh, that's twelve days a year. And the next thing you know, you might man, not get more. Man, it could be over. Whew, basketball stuff. season. It is basketball season. Auburn's going to play Colgate tonight inside Neville Arena. Six thirty pregame show on the Auburn Sports Network on FM Talk ninety three point nine. Let's take a timeout on the program. Our show continues in a moment. 
Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. Our Sports Call podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live, or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy an ice-cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson, doing the show today with uh, Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. Final day of the week, uh, weekend coming tomorrow, including conference championship games. Sunday, we find out the college football playoff teams and bowl game destinations for a lot of squads. And then come Monday, December 5th, the transfer portal is going to be buzzing. We will see players in the thousands uh, making their way to the NCAA transfer portal and trying to figure out where they're going next. Rumor season is often going like crazy, uh, which is fun for a lot of people. It's also aggravating for a lot of people as well. So uh, we will continue to follow the rumors. Quarterbacks always kind of move the needle. In sports and in college football, quarterbacks on the move. We've mentioned Kate McNamara from uh, from Michigan, excuse me, set to uh, head to Iowa. It appears there in that spot. Uh, we were talking about this in the break a moment ago. Bill Bender from Sporting News, one of the top national college football writers. Bill has been on this program a number of times talking about rumors around Clemson, South Carolina, involving their quarterback DJ Uyangule, a native of. <laughs> Inland Empire, California. Do you want to try that last name again? You say it and you keep moving forward and hopefully people don't correct you, but here we are making <laughs> you a big deal of it. U- Uyungale. Uyungalele. Uyungalele. Perfect. Uh, he could be leaving Clemson. He could. He's got a five-star brother. Names are important. Mateo. Uwe. <laughs> uh, Get the kid's name right. It's not hard. Uwe. Ungalele. Uyungalele. Uyungalele. Oh, you can't roll your L. You can't like do your L's like that. Yes, he can. He's just not trying. Uyungalele. <laughs> he, he can't do it's it. Not, you're putting emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> I'm sorry, DJ. I, if DJ is listening to this radio program, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am very sorry. DJ and Mateo, JJ is so sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, that would be big if he left Clemson. Mr. and Mrs. Uyungle. Here's the other boy. thing. They've got a game to play tomorrow. Why are we doing this already? You know, you're seeing uh, talk about... Is he expected to start in that game? Drake May. Yeah, That's a big I question. So. Uh, you're talking so. about the opponent, North Carolina. Drake May, their quarterback. People He's are already the, wanting to transfer him out uh, of North Carolina. He was committed to <laughs> Alabama in high school. Decommitted. Goes to North Carolina. All I'm saying is that the... Program. Yeah, all I'm saying <laughs> is that the quarterbacks are going to be... Uh, they yeah, they move the all over the place. They do It'll move the needle. Moving. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and if one potentially comes to Auburn, if Hugh Freeze is looking for yeah, that in the market, it's, I think I think first things first is you've got to get a staff together. Oh yeah, get, obviously get every get every but, position coach, get every assistant coach, and then look at your roster and examine what you need. Seems pretty excited to 
be recruiting pretty quick. Yeah, you know, he he knows and he has to. He knows he has to. Got a, yeah, he's got a roster to fix and and work on and and just overall put together and shore up. Haynes King, a quarterback from Texas A&M, we said in the portal. Yes, today. Um, I'm, I'm sure there will be other quarterbacks. Boy, he he never looked very yeah, good, did he? No, that one's at, at A&M. Bit. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. It's because he it's was such at, a gamble. Because I mean, you, you talk about was he at Miami? I think Hanks so. Before that, right? I Hanks. thought he signed with A&M out of high school. I did too. Oh, maybe I don't know. It's such a weird thing these these transfer quarterbacks. Because remember, I mean. I think it goes back before this, but my earliest is Cam Newton. Cam Newton didn't start at Florida. He was never going to start at Florida. Urban Meyer said about Cam Newton, he never had the it factor, and he did not expect him to start at Florida. If there's anybody who has the it factor, it's Cam Newton. We fast forward a little while. You've got Baker Mayfield transferring from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. You've got Kyler Murray transferring from A&M to Oklahoma. Guys, transfer quarterbacks work out frequently. There's like one every year. A guy who doesn't look great at his first stop, who becomes a not always, but sometimes a Heisman finalist right. at other spots. Let's it's, keep that going. Let's keep it going. Okay. Name all these quarterbacks. Well, Haynes those are, King, by the way, originally at A and M. At A and M. Okay. These these are just the only ones that stick with me at the moment. I mean, you said Cam. I did say Cam. Florida to Auburn. Florida to Auburn. Florida to blend to Auburn. Florida to Auburn. It's <laughs> <laughs> going with the the known let's schools let's that are out there. Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall was a corner at Georgia. You know, right. I, it's, to Auburn. It's, it's yeah. To Auburn. Who do you want to go with next? I don't know. Who'd you you, you come up. I've come up boys with five. You said? you said Kyler. I said Kyler. I said Texas uh, A&M to Oklahoma. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Texas Tech to Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't want to go with Jalen Hurts because he started at Alabama and he did pretty darn good. Jalen Hurts, Alabama to Oklahoma. Yeah, but he he was pretty good at Oklahoma. Bo Nix was yeah, better Bo, at Oklahoma. Auburn to Oregon. Auburn to Oregon. But again, I, I still, th- I, I maintain to this day, Bo was pretty good here. He I just agree. never had any help. I agree. What else we got? Joe Burrow, Ohio State. Oh, Joe Burrow to, is a great uh, one. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is, is a fantastic one. one. He's probably the best one. Very good one. We don't know, Quinn Ewers, we don't know if that's going to work out. He's, Ohio State yeah, to Texas. Ohio State to Texas. It's that's, working out so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is, yeah, I mean, he is the starter. There's, there's been some... Very some interested to follow the career of Arch Manning. Yeah, exactly. Like, next year, they have Arch Manning coming in. I think, so. I think Quinn Ayers is still going to be the starter. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Second year in he the He looked offense, really good so. this year. Yeah, he, he looked really good this year. And, and I will always take a proven quarterback over the potential of a right. freshman. And, and you wonder how Texas, how their season would have progressed. If you don't have a proven had, quarterback, you get a freshman as a starter. Right. How Texas season would have progressed if if uh, Quinn had been healthy the entirety of the season? That's an excellent question. Yeah, um, if he is healthy for the entirety of that Bama game, right? Does that exactly. end differently? That, yes. Are they in the Big Twelve championship? It's exactly. a valid question. Exactly. Uh, Caleb Williams going from Oklahoma to yeah. Well, to again, I'm, I don't want to count that Lincoln one. Riley, I don't want to count that one because he was projected to be a Heisman finalist if he stays at Oklahoma. Right. I don't think his career is that different. Well, maybe it is because Brent Venables needs to pass the sticks. But so you're wanting to talk about career, like yeah, this. career altering, not guys who were good and then went somewhere else and were still good. Guys who were backups or didn't look very good and then became better. Guys who have a reason to transfer other than I was just reminded of one. What whatever. about Johnny Manziel from Oregon to Texas A&M? Did he transfer I didn't to A&M? Know that. Yeah, I, did I didn't know that either. Know that. Was that Oregon? And then an Aggie at Texas A&M. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. Winner. Pretty yeah, good stuff. That's wild. Very. That's crazy. I didn't know. Hendon Hooker? 
Hendon Hooker. Virginia Tech to Tennessee. Very good. Let's give schools shout-outs, man. This is awesome. I like it. Yeah, but, but the Michael point Penix. being... Yes, absolutely. I, again, Michael Penix was a starter before he got to... Indiana to Washington. To Washington. Yeah, but I, I feel like he's elevated his game a little he's bit. He's playing better. Yes. I, I wonder if he's that much better or if just being at Washington is that much better than being at Indiana. Fair enough. Shout-out to Sean Shivers, by the way. Was the starting back for Indiana this season. Dog. I love Sean Shivers. I, I think he, he had over 700, 800 yards this year. Yeah, a good season. And good. a very good season. I think that's all I got right now. <laughs> really. But the point being, quarterbacks can transfer schools yeah. where they're and transfer they from a place where they're not very good and then really like change not only their careers but their lives by transferring to a different school. How many years does Dylan Gabriel have left at Oklahoma? I think he was a two-year starter at UCF. That'll be interesting. I, look, you're you're talking about guys that were playing college football during the COVID era. Right. Their eligibility is forever. Black magic. It's a little wacky. <laughs> so forever. Um, I'm interested to see how that goes. If uh, if if that team, if Brent Venables can, can again, that's I'm not such a weird team. thing. Because I, I mean, we talked about it. You know, they, they were drained they when Lincoln gutted. Riley left. They were absolutely they gutted. Absolutely gutted. So he's got to restart a lot. So, you know, when Oklahoma fans were upset about how bad the team was this year, I mean, you can only do so much, right, in that, in that small period You've of time. You've got to have good players you, to you, win football and, games. And Lincoln Riley took all of them. Clemson had a quarterback, Hunter Johnson, from Clemson to Northwestern back to Clemson. Insignificant. I'm just talking about quarterbacks <laughs> that uh, were on the move. How about this one? What about Broncos country? Ah, Let's Russell. ride. Oh, yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson. Well, again, wasn't he pretty good? He was. He was great at NC yeah, State. Yeah, his jersey is retired at NC State. Yeah, his jersey is retired and everything. One of the best so. quarterbacks ever. Yeah. But then but, he also played at Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. My thing, I just want to name quarterbacks Wisconsin. that wore two different college football helmets. You want to name quarterbacks that made the right move by going elsewhere. Yes. So I'm just I feel combining like that's the two. More, but, I feel but, like that's yeah. a better story than just, ah, this guy went somewhere different. Right, but... I feel like they usually leave because they have to go to a better situation to elevate themselves. That I mean, that's very much a part. Right. Well, Joe Burrow going from Ohio State to LSU. Right. Ohio State was in a better get, spot at the time. No, he wasn't getting play. He wasn't going to play. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, I'm just saying in general. Even if you are a starter, you know, Justin the, Fields, Georgia to Ohio Justin State. Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields was starting behind or was sitting behind Jake Fromm. Right. Uh, and that is now starting in the NFL. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> I played against him in high school. Or Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Oh, Jake Farm. Or Jake, Jake, from. Jake Farm. Jake Farm <laughs> State Farm. Jake Johnny Farms? <laughs> None of you know who Johnny Farms is. If you no. know who Johnny Farms is, give a call. Is that a back home yeah. reference? Yeah. He, it's, uh, he, I can't remember. His name, uh, Johnny Farms, was a guy that played for my dad at, uh, I believe that was still at Houston County High School. If it wasn't Houston County, it was very early in the days of Perry uh, and Johnny was he, he actually took a visit to Auburn he did end up not going here went to some small school in Texas actually had a cup of cu- cup of coffee with uh, at the time the Oakland Raiders shout the out to Johnny Oakland. Farms he sat on me once he sat on me once I was like eight he's a big dude <laughs> oh. good deal this has been fun <laughs> don't know where no, to go nobody from. cares about that yeah. there's not a soul that cares about that Name you said Jake Farm. And we're going to see more. I did say Jake Farm. We're going to see more transfer quarterbacks. That's the point of this. Come, You're going to see a lot of transfer um, everything. What day is that? Except Monday. for good offensive linemen. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we know that's not going to happen. That's what Auburn needs. Yeah, right? You know, and, and, and that's true because there are five offensive linemen Correct. on the field. True. Right? Sometimes There's six if you have a one quarterback. Title. Yeah. You got to get lucky once with a good quarterback. We yeah. need several good you need offensive sev- linemen you need to work five. together. You need yeah, at least five. Don't move. But you need probably seven because you need a good backup interior and a good right. backup tackle. Right. But you could. I mean, I feel like now in the day and age where we have NIL and how money, just how it how it's coming in and how the it just elevates everything, the movement might be there. Might be a little bit more movement Maybe. in that sense, just because players might want that money. Well, I'm I'm curious to see what NIL deal are deals are for offensive linemen. I, I they, they too, don't make that much money. I would assume. I don't know that, but but in terms of they're not exactly big time marketing deals. Maybe not for offensive linemen. But Auburn's offensive line had an NIL deal with big Mike's, Hooters, uh, big Mike's, <laughs> big Mike's. I think they also got some stuff from Guthrie's and Hooters, I, right? And and so I wonder how much they got from that, and then well, I mean just the collective, right? And I wonder how much that divvies out per position, per player, different things like that. But I wouldn't think that that's not not a lot amount. Um, you know, a small it's, amount. It's of more money. than it's a non-zero sum <laughs> yeah. for sure. You know, three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. JJ Jackson with uh, Brant Daughtry and Cam Barry go to the phone lines. Jeff from Columbus. Jeff has called in. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing well, doing sir. Doing fantastic. Can you hear me okay? Great. Yeah. Hey, man, y'all were talking about this. I hate this. You know, I'm just I, – I know it's not right for coaches to change jobs and the kids can't change and stuff. But like you say, college has just gone to, you know, minor league football now. So, it, you know, it, there's no putting it back in the, in the, in the bottle now. So, uh, but Nick Marshall – didn't transfer. Nick Marshall was kicked off the Georgia football team. That is true. Forced okay. to transfer. And Cam Newton also was kicked off the Florida football team, right? So forced to transfer. Hey. Yeah, forced to transfer. Yeah, okay. Left but, uh, left in some way, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, So that was just one thing. But then, talking about recruiting, what's it say – for the recruiting that is going on at Georgia, Georgia did not take a single transfer nut last year. And I don't know if they'll take one this year. They might. You know, you can always use wide receivers, you know. But that says something in this day and age, I think. You know, It says that their high school recruiting – it says that Georgia's and, high school recruiting has been absolutely nuts. And, yeah, look, I would, I would rather have – the guys that a I consistent. A, a, I'd rather have a consu- consistent influx of high school talent than uh, than try have to go to the portal. The difference is that Auburn has not had that high school talent going back to the time of Gus Malzahn and and into the era of Brian Harson. So Auburn's gone a good three or four years now without having a good recruiting class. So you're going to have to go and get those guys. I would absolutely rather do what Georgia has done and have a top five recruiting class for seven or eight years straight or however long it's been. But the the fact is Auburn is just not there right now. Can they get there in the future? Maybe. Maybe. I would hope so. I would rather only go to the portal to find, you know, game breakers, guys who can elevate you the way that 
uh, Jameer Gibbs and Henry Toa Toa yeah. going to Alabama yep. are the, the two biggest that, names that I can think of. Guys who were really good and went to a great team and elevated that game uh, then have to build a roster out of the portal. I don't think that building a roster out of the portal is sustainable. But I do. Th- but I just think it's where Auburn is at this moment. Right, and well, and, and like you just got out of your mouth, and it is. I, I went through it fifteen years ago. I thought all you had to do is line up guys six foot three and taller and over three hundred pounds, and you had an offensive line. But that's right. not the case. So to like you say, it's hard to get good offensive linemen. There's, you know, there's five on every team and you have to have backups. So there's plenty of them out there, but are there that many good ones? You right. know, for for a top 20 team, right? Just to just to field the team. So, uh um so it's going to be tough and like you say, uh the quarterback is the there's a key, but you got to have them big uglies to dang, <laughs> keep people off of them or you it, look what happened to Bonet. You know, right. absolutely. He yep. gets up there, or, or even uh, uh, what was his name, uh, Steno. You know, he could never. Who knew if he was a good pocket passer? He never had a po- pocket to pass out. So, absolutely. Uh, Forgot Jarrett Stedham, yeah. Baylor to Auburn yep. in our discussion a little yeah. bit earlier. Yeah, but I thought you said it got better. I was uh, trying to look, name all of the Stidham's, quarterbacks. Brant was yeah. together uh, the list. Stidham's 17 season you. was fantastic. It was his 18 season yeah. where all of those offensive linemen yeah. graduated, by the way, where uh, things started to go downhill. Yeah. Goes from there. All right, guys. Hey, we got a big game tomorrow. I hope we can finally do this. I, I Good luck. I that yesterday. But I, all right. Thank you all. And I hey, I got Matt on my side, it sounded like. So it does, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of, he chewed us out last year, and then now he's on the bandwagon this year. So. That's what you do. Uh, hey, Gotta we'll love it. All, Have a great weekend. All, you too, guys. We'll talk to you later. All Bye. right. That's Jeff from Columbus joining us there on the show. Guys, we've reached the end of hour number two of Sports Call today. One hour left to go. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure you stay right here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. Alongside Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry, my name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on this Friday. You've made it to the end of the week, and we've got one hour left to go on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. My name is J.J. Jackson. I've got uh, Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry 
here inside the studio with me today. It's been a fun show. Been recapping a lot of uh, what's going on in the life of Auburn football. On our sister station right now, FM Talk 93.9, we've got the AHSAA Super 7 Championships taking place. A 2A state title game is happening. And then later tonight, Auburn men's basketball is uh, taking on Colgate. So we've been really busy this week, fellas. Yeah, man. Busy, busy week. Uh, I'm excited for some basketball. Uh, didn't We didn't have a midweek game this week, so... I'm basketball deprived. And won't have a midweek game next week either. Oh, I'm going to be super basketball As uh, Auburn will play Memphis next Saturday, but next week actually starts finals week on campus. Ah, education. Nobody likes finals week. Oh, my no. gosh. I don't no, but Nobody likes finals week. That <laughs> glad was, I'm glad I'm not taking not, any finals right now. I can't express how much I don't miss school. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. miss it at all whatsoever. Coming up on a year of being graduated, I'm like... <laughs> the relief that I feel is don't un- have to worry about oh finals God. week. Like, yeah, I don't have to study. Yeah, oh, just get to talk about sports all day. I'm living the dream. Pretty good life. Pretty good life for sure. Uh, so yeah, we won't have that. All that to say, no midweek games next week for any Auburn University athletic events. We did have a uh, women's basketball game on Wednesday this week. We'll have women's basketball tomorrow afternoon when they take on UCF. Sunday, here on 95.9 FM, the Atlanta Falcons will be on the air. Your chance to listen to Falcons football here on Tiger 95.9 FM. So be on the lookout for that. That should be a whole lot of fun there with that one as the Falcons get set to take on the Steelers. Hugh Freeze is trying to put his coaching staff together, still waiting for official press releases to be put forward uh, in regards to who this coaching staff will have. Uh, But uh, we've been kind of giving you an overview of what to expect. Cadillac Williams, the associate head coach in charge of the running backs, Uh, It appears as though Christian Robinson and Zach Etheridge are set to be retained as well. Jeremy Garrett in charge of uh, the defensive line group. Uh, J.G. Tate, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. We had Brian Matthews on the show yesterday. Ben Amiga, I believe I'm saying that properly, uh, is the tight ends coach that they have reported uh, to take place there for Auburn football. So uh, we're trying to put this staff together piece by piece. One at a time. Need some coordinators, guys. Though that, uh, that that's those are the big hires that people really care about. I need a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I need a defensive coordinator uh, air. quickly. Uh, well, I'm not going to say like immediately, but I I think that's the the big one that I'm With looking haste. for. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking to see what name you get in that's going to call this defense because Hugh Freeze is an offensive guy. Cam and I talked about this earlier, JJ. I, we both think that Hugh Freeze is going to be the main play caller. I think he's yeah. open to getting advice, but it is his offense. He needs to run it. I think he's going to end up being the play caller. Um, and, and I would be intrigued. I'm not going to say concerned, but I would be negatively intrigued uh, if he ends up not calling the plays. I'd be kind of... I, I don't know. But I, I at the end of the day, I expect him to be calling the plays. So the defense... I imagine, is going to be largely left alone. Whoever the the defensive coordinator is, I expect to be mostly the head coach of the defense. Uh, So whoever it is, I I think that's going to be the biggest hire that Hugh Freeze makes. Is the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. And that's what he talked about a little bit in his press conference on Tuesday. Like, you got to be masterful 
uh, were his words in terms of uh, handling the defense because he is an offensive-minded head coach and you need somebody that's going to get your team in the right spots defensively. Auburn's defense will have some guys coming back, but you're obviously also going to lose some really important pieces for the Auburn defense with guys that have graduated. Yeah, Derek Hall uh, accepting his invite to the Senior Bowl today, not not unexpected. Uh, Owen Papo also expected to go. So you're going to lose a lot of these guys that have been contributing for a while. I think your secondary has a chance to be really strong with DJ James coming back. You're going to get Jalen Simpson back. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett is going to go. Um, Do you think he's going to go? He's a senior, isn't he? I thought he was a junior. Is he? He might be. All right. Either way, I I don't expect him to be back. I don't know if if he is only in his third year, then I expect him to come back. But I thought his eligibility was up, or at least his four years were up, and he would want to go ahead and get, get his start in the NFL if he's got a chance, which everybody seems to think he does. Yeah. Uh, I think your secondary is going to be fine. Um, linebacking core was rough this year. was very, very rough. And you're losing the best one of those guys that you had, in my opinion, in Owen Papo. Uh, your defensive yeah. line, you don't have a proven edge guy right now. <laughs> no. You're losing Marcus Bragg, like who was your all. oldest guy. You're losing Derek Hall. Eculiota has decided to go ahead and start his NFL career. So you do not have an edge rusher right now that you trust. You have Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks was a guy, he got some playing time, and he is a highly rated recruit. I think there's a ton of talent there, but he just hasn't done it a lot. And even after that, who do you have? You got Joko Willis, who played 15, 20 snaps this season as an edge guy. Right. He's he's a guy that has to define his role because he was recruited as an inside backer. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah Pritchett is a senior. He's a senior. Okay. He's a senior. He will have a COVID year of eligibility if right. he so chooses. Man. But yeah, uh, so I, I expect you said him Brandon, to go. it's going to be hard to keep up with all those COVID years. Yeah, it's, it's like like I said earlier, guys who were playing during the COVID year, their eligibility is black magic. It doesn't make any sense, <laughs> and I'm not going to to attempt <laughs> to keep up with it. So I don't blame you, sir. Who is it? Is it Bo Bonix? I think still has two years of eligibility left after this one. He's in his fourth yeah. year of play of starting of in college football. Wild, it's insane. that's crazy. Wild, it's insane. Yeah, three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger nine. If you would like to call in and be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, again JJ Jackson here with Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry, uh, fellas. As we do each and every week, let's make sure we celebrate our sports call player of the week. Here we go. Sports Calls Player of the Week. Trevor Lawrence is Sports Calls Player of the Week, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. Lawrence came up clutch against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday, leading to an upset victory for his Jacksonville Jaguars. The former Clemson standout went 29 of 37 for 321 yards and three touchdowns, while leading a two-minute drill at the end of the game, which culminated in a touchdown pass with 14 seconds to play. Lawrence then completed a two-point conversion to give the Jaguars a one-point victory. Trevor Lawrence is Sports Calls Player of the Week. Big-time victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, His alma mater, the Clemson Tigers, will play for an ACC championship tomorrow. But we're giving Trevor Lawrence our uh, Player of the Week award again, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. DriveWithEric.com for all of your insurance needs. You're two for Lawrence in the NFL. He's uh, taking a step forward, yeah. man. He's playing really good. Yeah, you, and, and Urban Meyer free yeah. existence is good for exactly. everybody. Good for everybody. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Urban Meyer did him absolutely no favors in your in his in his rookie season. Uh, Doug Peterson is proving to be a very good and competent head coach uh, again, and um, and they're they're building a little something down there in Jacksonville, and 
it's it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Trevor Lawrence is the truth, though. We're we're seeing it now. Yeah. We're seeing he he looks like the guy yeah. who's been a can't miss right. guy since he was yes. a junior in high school. Yes, absolutely. Um, that, Probably before that. That number one overall pick is is showing out now. So good good for him. And that was a that was a great comeback. You know that that Ravens defense had been struggling to hold leads. And uh, boy, they, have they? They yeah, they they. Really, go, could go be, look at the, could the Baltimore undefeated. Ravens over the past couple of weeks. They they are uh, this year, yeah, and a just bit this of last year, year overall. They've lost four games in every single every game that the Ravens have lost. They've they've blown a lead in, um, and so they the the um, Jaguars ca- capitalized on it. Trevor Trevor threw some dimes and uh, they were able to win the game. And then let's mention just going for the win, right? Yeah, like you score win. with That's... fourteen seconds left. If you kick the point after. OT. Tied and you go to overtime. I, feel it. I don't want to go to overtime. But Doug either. Peterson, the Super Bowl winning head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles a few seasons back, said, You know what? We're going for the win. I got Trevor Lawrence. Smart. We're going to get the job done. And they went for the win and they got it. Yeah. It paid off. They play, went for two and uh, picked up the victory. Very smart move. I, I agree with that move just because you might not get the ball again if you tie the game. And the Ravens could have drove down and won the game. So overtime rules in the NFL again. Bad. So. Stupid. Awful. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is Sports Calls Player of the Week, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. We'll take our first time out here in the hour. Again, your phone calls always welcome. 334-887-3401. Final hour of the week here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Onward we go. have your attention please ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention we're auburn's first and auburn's favorite sports talk show my name is my name is my name is sports call on tiger 95.9 want more sports call check us out online at sportscallauburn.com Moving forward here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Cam Barry. Again, later tonight, Auburn men's basketball taking on Colgate. You can listen to the game on FM Talk 93.9. Coverage starts at 6.30, tip-off set for 7. You can watch the game on the SEC Network Plus. No announcers tonight for the SEC Network. They're going to patch through the radio audio. So I know a lot of people like to pull up a game and then let Andy and Sonny Smith call the game for it. You don't have to do that. The SEC Network has a radio pass-through planned for tonight's broadcast of Auburn's basketball game against Colgate. Tomorrow, Auburn women's basketball takes on UCF. And then on Sunday, the Falcons play the uh, Steelers. And you can listen to the Falcons game here on Tiger 95.9. FM coverage starts at 10 a.m. on Sunday for that one. After our show ends today, one more installment of the Lindy's Football Report. We all love the Lindy's Magazine each and every week, each Friday. You know that we've had uh, the Lindy's Football Report playing going into high school football here on 95.9 FM. There's no football to be played tonight uh, other than the 6A title game. 
which we will not have coverage for as uh, our Beauregard Hornets and Smith Station Panthers not qualifying for that run there. However, uh, we'll have one more Lindy's football report that we've got to get on the air for you, uh, and we're thrilled to. We really enjoy uh, Lynn Scarborough and that team putting it together each and every week, breaking down the SEC football championship, and that's what we'll do here to kind of wrap up our show today, get you set for a TV guide in a moment, and move forward with that one. Georgia and LSU. We talk SEC football every single day. Georgia trying to remain unbeaten. LSU had an opportunity to play themselves into the playoff and then lost to Texas A&M last week. Uh, Did not see that one coming for the folks there in Baton Rouge. Georgia and LSU... What do you guys see happening in this one? I it's weird to me that you say you didn't see that happening because <laughs> when Brooks Cam Cam were you on that Friday show? Yes. Yeah, so when or on the Wednesday show, excuse me, this is the Friday show. When Cam Brooks and I were in here on Wednesday before we left for Thanksgiving, we all looked <laughs> yeah, at that A and M LSU yeah, game and went, "That one could get weird in a hurry." That one could get weird in a hurry. And lo and behold, it got weird. It got very weird very quickly. But yeah, I I think that even if that. Uh, A&M and LSU game goes the way that it should have gone because LSU is the better team. If LSU wins that game, I still think Georgia's just far and away the better team here. Agreed. Um, I think Georgia's defense is suffocating. Uh, we had Brandon Marcello on here a couple of weeks ago when Georgia had gone through a string of not blowing teams out that they were clearly better than. And he said, look, Georgia's just kind of bored right now is what it feels like. And I don't think Georgia's going to be bored for the SEC championship nah, game. I, I think that LSU has potential to keep it close for about a half, and Georgia pulls away. Uh, I, I don't think that Georgia's offense is built to win to put up fifty points a game. So I think they're going to put up, you know, thirty-five. Maybe I don't think they cross into the forties really, but uh, I think their defense is good enough, and uh, I, I I don't think that LSU is going to be able to score on them. So I think that. It's going to be Georgia with a respectable amount of offense and LSU with very little, and I think Georgia wins this game. I think Georgia wins as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, Look at I, us. I want to be fun. Bold take. I think Georgia's really freaking good. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think they're going to be able to get that SEC championship that uh, Jeff from Columbus and some of those Bulldog fans have wanted because they haven't had one since 2017 when they beat Auburn. Uh, they've gone to a couple of title games and lost Did to Nick they? Saban. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. And uh, and boys and yeah. Yeah, That's sarcasm. Smart, I had not Kirby, forgotten. Yeah, Curtis Marsh one in three in uh, in SEC title games, and the one being against Auburn. And uh, yeah, so carry they, on was hurt. They they want to. I don't on think it hurt. mattered. And they want to. Um, they want to get the get that win. They want to, and they, they I think they want to avenge that that twenty nineteen lost to LSU so they're probably going to put a little bit of extra emphasis on this if, I think that's probably safe to say yeah unfortunately I do think that is probably safe to say they're trying to get back you know get back right and that yeah. sort of thing so that. Uh, big weekend again we, we think Auburn should have a good night tonight taking on Colgate and basketball hopefully uh, women's basketball, fun matchup tomorrow against UCF. Hopefully over the weekend we continue to see more uh, coaches put in place for Hugh Freeze as he puts together his first coaching staff as the Auburn Tigers head coach. And then, fellas, it's uh, it's on to Monday and on to transfer portal season and chaos ahead of National Signing Day uh, right before the holidays. So uh, December is here. Our last month in 2022 is here. 
Fun times ahead for us, man. No. Crazy to think about. It is. Time moves so much faster since I graduated college. I'm and and it, you, bro. It is. It, that is true. Lies. Oh, uh, it's wild. I've got a few years on, on you fellas. You do? And someone put it best for me man. that when you're no longer in school, time becomes so relative. You know, you just, uh, when you're in school, you've got this calendar year by year. You know, you got the summer break coming up. You know, you got this winter break, the you're out of it and, no, right, now, and then you're out you're of it, it and it's like life nope it's just life, life. all kind of mushed <laughs> life together all the time. into one life all the time <laughs> life all the time amen amen um yeah good stuff so falcons steelers falcons, sunday steelers. gonna happen it is it's going, going to happen. happen. The game's going to be played, <laughs> are they barring gonna, like are, disaster. Are they going to win is what I should have said. Are the Falcons going to win? Right. I think they can. I think they um, can as well. I think they will. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think it'll be a close game. I think ultimately that um, – I, I think ultimately the Falcons are going to pull it out. I'd probably say it'll be about Falcons 17. Um Pittsburgh 14, somewhere around the lines. I don't know. It, it, it came out today that Najee Harris is going to be healthy to play in that game, and I love Najee Harris. I think he's so good. Um, I, I think that I, – I don't know. I, I have no idea how this game is going to go. I don't trust the Falcons' defense to stop Fair. a strong breeze. So, uh, who knows? You know, I, I mean, they're, look, they're Deontay offense. Foreman is not as good as Najee Harris. I agree. The Panthers' offense is not as good – as the Steelers offense. Shout out to James for sending us to the Super Bowl today. <laughs> Love the support. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen, that but was I, awesome. I, don't I, either, I but will never. Shout out uh, to my boy James. I will never not admire James's optimism. Yes, even when I do not share it, always. I will always admire it. Um, all right, uh, before we get out of here, let's give you a TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Our nightly TV guide is brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Coming up on television tonight, the Polar Express at 6 <laughs> on AMC. Christmas. That's Love a good that movie. movie. What a movie. Uh, college volleyball. Remember, Auburn is in the NCAA tournament, taking on number 15 Creighton at 630 on ESPN+. Second time ever. NBA matchup tonight. Lakers are in Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks. At 7 on ESPN. The Pac-12 Conference Championship game is this evening. Number 14, Utah. Number 6, USC at 7 on Fox. Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. And then Colgate is on the road at number 15, Auburn, in men's college basketball at 7 on the SEC Network. 9 out of 10 dentists. That is a look at your nightly TV guide. Brought to you by our friends. At White Claw Hard Seltzer. You guys ready for the weekend? Absolutely. Yes. Very ready for the weekend. Always ready for the weekend. Ready for this basketball game. The weekend is here, boys. The weekend is here. And what an amazing show we had today on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We've got the Lindy's football report. That's fair. That's a good point. To close out the uh, to close out the week. Last one. And then of course at six, what we love about Tiger 95.9 FM, always alternative. Great music coming your way at 6 o'clock. All right, that does it for today's show. Brant, Cam, thanks, guys, for being here. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. And uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. For Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. Good day.